Hello, Rich. Well, hello there. I hear you shuffling with things. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, just always a lot of weird stuff that happens. I that's the story of my life, so I get it. I am uh, I'm in my basement right now, so you might hear some weird noises down here too. Well, all right. So weird noises all around, but Good. that's the world we're living in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with YouTube this morning. Uh, they are telling me to download software that I don't have. So I'll, we'll figure that out later. But okay. we've got our regular podcast. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. We're good to go. Good to go. Uh, so this is uh, Easter happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it, felt, it felt a little different uh, this year on, on the surface, at least. Um, we, uh, we had a... Uh, video service uh, on Sunday and uh, I'm sure it was different for a lot of people uh, you know not families not being able to get together and, and things right. like that yeah the whole thing seemed just uh, kind of awkward I guess that's kind of the nature of not yeah. in your routine yeah and we did touch on that last week and you know but I know as we as we talked about before that's not necessarily a bad thing right. <laughs> um but it was, it did, uh, it took some getting used to, um, getting up on Sunday morning and just, you know, typically on, on, on Easter Sunday, you get up and there's this, this, a feeling and I can't describe it, but there's a feeling. <laughs> right. And, and that feeling is, uh, amplified when you, you know, you go to church and, and everybody's, you know, dressed in their best and, and you're talking to, to people and, and interacting and things like that. And that, that wasn't there. And I, I gotta be honest for me, that was a bit of a struggle, um, to get into the mindset that I wanted to be in. Uh, that part was a little bit of a struggle for me. Well, in reality, I think I've been wrestling with that. Well, I'm wrestling with that today as I'm messing around with different things, changing the audio and stuff. Uh, it's hard to get in the right mindset, but I think that same thing has been happening to me like all week during, during passion week. Um, you know, I say, that we have these uh, live streams, but I didn't hit start on either of them. So uh, <laughs> for those who are joining on Facebook and Instagram, sorry, we're already talking, but uh, that's because without Stacy here, I don't remember to do things. So <laughs> and I'm going uh, to ask you if you can get closer to your phone because you just got really far away. Yeah, I think making the audio better here made it worse for that. So that that's the problem. I may have to, if it doesn't get better, say something and I'll cut it out. Um, can you hear all right? It's pretty, it's, it's not great. <laughs> and that's, that's more important, so we'll cut that out here. Are you there, Stacy? I am. Are you still streaming on anything? I am streaming, but I got rid of the, the video on the uh, Bluetooth speakers. So uh, okay, gotcha. I can. So, hear <laughs> hopefully this will work out, and I don't know. We'll we'll do what we got to do. We'll and power it, through. It, it kind of. I mean, that kind of illustrates the point of right. what you were saying that everything is just a little bit off, you know, with coronavirus and the stay-at-home orders and the routines are are kind of messed up, and so when that's the case, it, it can be hard to to get into the. I don't know. I, the, the feeling or the vibe or, or whatever. And, and I guess that kind of forces us or, or if we will engage with it, it forces us to 
to go beyond just the emotion of, of the holiday or of that moment to think through what is actually happening. And so when we're celebrating, um, when we're celebrating the resurrection, it's not just about the family gatherings and the rest of it. Uh, and it can be really easy for us to, um, to just kind of stay there mm-hmm. when things are normal. At the same time, you know, when things are normal and we have our regular church service and everybody's together and you have these big gatherings and the family comes over and you're praying together and you're thinking about these things, there is, um, I, I, I wish I had a, a better word for it that, you know, there's a, there's a vibe that takes place there. There's a synergy really that, that happens as we, uh, very buzzwordy of you. Well, you know, we, we kind of, um, we kind of play off one another and we get stronger in that, you know, the, sure. just the, the nature of it strengthens us. And so as we are um, doing it now without our routine, it's easy to get distracted uh, it's easy to get caught up in, in kind of trying to force things or just losing track of stuff. Man, I tell you, Passion Week, uh, my daughter Emma and I were talking about this um, yesterday or maybe it was Easter Sunday. I didn't do a lot of talking Easter Sunday out of migraine most of the day. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, we were uh, talking about the fact that throughout the week, normally we've got our Passover Seder meal that we do together as a church, right. Friday service. We're building up to it. There's this uh, kind of a, a ramp that that we climb as we ascend the hill toward Resurrection Day. And then this year, you didn't have any of that. You got a lot of the work. I, I feel like it took way more work to right, make things yeah. this year normal, and we didn't do nearly the amount of stuff. Um, and, and you know how long it took us to, to put together the, the video service because uh, you were here suffering through it. But, you know, the, there is there is a kind of a feeling of suffering through certain things where the natural joy, the natural jubilation, if I can say that, um, it, it doesn't happen as automatically. It doesn't happen as organically. And we have to kind of force ourselves through that. One, and I think go ahead. there's some benefit to that, really. It, it kind of rips us out of the easy path and, right. and forces us to think a little more. I agree with that. Um, I also wanted to, to say as a little caveat to that, um, I f- forget who it was now, and that's horrible. Somebody uh, in our church on our uh, connection group. Oh, I think, I don't know. I, don't, I won't name names on here. Um, somebody mentioned, uh, you know, they just gave a quick uh, thank you to our, <laughs> our tech team and you and the band and everybody else for, for doing all this for the past several weeks. And, you know, I know there have been times where we've all been frustrated trying to get this stuff to work. And, right. uh, but, you know, and, and like you said, over the weekend, we were preparing for this, the Easter service, we were there for several hours, just trying to work out audio issues and things like that. Um, so to, to see something like that, and not that any of us are looking for recognition in any of that, but the point of doing this and continuing services and continuing the podcast and continuing to, we've even produced more things. We're doing daily videos now and children's videos and things like that is to continue. If we can't get together in person to continue to, to share the word and to share this connection and to keep some kind of familial connection with one another and to know that that, is having an effect on some people 
is yeah. is a source of comfort for me. <laughs> well, and and the the word normal gets thrown out a lot, and normalcy. And I, I guess that's part of trying to maintain some kind of there's I guess a balance between trying to establish some sort of a normalcy and also to keep us a little bit uncomfortable. I think sometimes we get far too comfortable in our Christian walk and in our worship. And when we get too comfortable, then we don't, we don't reach out. We don't stretch. We don't grow. Right. Uh, I was talking to my mom about that the other day. You know, we, 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 people tend to reach out to God and pray and, and ask for help when things are are going poorly. (laughs) And when things are going great, you know, you kind of let it slide sometimes. Well, that's true. And, you know, it's, I think it's true whether you're a, a musician or a writer or an athlete or an artist, when you get to a place where things are comfortable and, and you're just settling in, um, then the, the work you produce or the, the things that you're doing uh, don't have the same sort of vibrance and excitement. They don't I have the same. Uh oh, I think I lost you. Hello. I think we lost him. Uh, a little further on, they've got a couple albums in. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. They're starting to become a little more establishment, if you will. Uh, you know, and the it might be a little slicker. It might be a little smoother. Maybe more radio friendly, but. It, isn't quite as artistic it isn't quite the same thing as as the you know the you, you trade some maturity uh for some of the the energy of of newness that comes along with it all right i think i lost you there for a minute i don't know if you got a phone call or something oh really that's because i just said the most important things i've ever said in my life. <laughs> i bet well probably, probably not anyhow yes a- i think i did get a sales call coming in on the phone important yeah right which is why I have sales calls blocked, but unfortunately it still took the, uh, yeah, they're sneaking through audio anyway. Um, I, I, you know, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, the effects of this, this pandemic and how everybody's having to adjust and everything. Um, but there was actually something I enjoyed. I typically love our Easter service because it's, I guess I would say 95% music and, right. um, and usually there's, there's either readings in between or short, a short message, but again, this year was a little bit different. Um, it was, it, there was, I would say, a, a full sermon. Um, and uh, I did enjoy that. I, that. That was something that I, I didn't think I would enjoy. I thought it would feel different, but it, I actually did enjoy it. Um, so good job. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there are some differences that I think when we, especially at, at this time of year, and especially looking at Easter and our theme for this Easter Sunday being uh, he has overcome. I think it's important to keep all of that in mind as we're going through this, uh, that particular thing and that these adjustments aren't, they might be different, but they're not necessarily bad and they can open our eyes to certain things that we might not be thinking about otherwise. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you're right. As you say that, you know, it kind of brought to mind that really a lot of times, and, and this is not, I mean, you know, and hopefully anybody who's listening knows how much I love Easter and I love holidays. And I love tradition and I, you know, I love Christmas time and, and I love everything that goes into to the 
the family gathering and the excitement that comes through that. But there are some ways that that can really kind of feel artificial. You know, it, it's it's organic in that there's an energy that comes when we're together and all that. But it, it, it can feel so separated from the rest of our lives. And, and uh, you know, I was thinking on Good Friday, it was a gorgeous sunny day. On Easter, the weather was not quite as, as gorgeous as that. It, it wasn't terrible. Right. But, you know, it was a little more overcast and so on. It's amazing how things like that can just hugely impact how how we feel about that day. So, right. you know, during a Good Friday service, um, I, I was doing what we would normally do only by myself on video, but uh, I went into historic St. John's and I, I sat in there where it's, it's kind of dark and, and older feelings. The building was built in 1898 and it has that high church kind of feel. So there was a, a, a richness, a somberness, but then I walked out the door and it, it's sunny and it felt like Easter, you know, it was like, yeah. wait a minute, this, this doesn't quite feel right. I've got a Catholic friend who says, you know, we prefer when it's raining and, and miserable on Good Friday because it helps put us in the right frame of mind. Right. And there's truth to that. But when we when everything goes right, <laughs> when everything goes right, it almost feels like. A, when does that happen? <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like a separation from our everyday reality. So we celebrate this wonderful resurrection. We go to church and and everybody's got on their their Easter finest and and. Uh, the kids are excited. And they're all hopped up on jelly beans. And, uh, and, you know, we have this, you know, these big resounding hymns of victory. But then when we go home, we're right back in the same situation. You know, the, the people in a bad marriage are still in a bad marriage. The people that are uh, lonely and afraid are still lonely and afraid. And I think sometimes an unusual even if I could say awkward celebration like this sort of brings uh, sort of brings together, well, what we try to do on this podcast, it kind of connects the reality of God with the realities of life. And one of the points that we were looking at on Sunday um, is that there's a tension between our celebration of victory and our experience of pain. Normally when we're celebrating Easter, we can, we can kind of like push pause and pretend that there isn't a tension, but there still is. That tension right. remains. Right. So right now, in the midst of COVID-19, you know, stay home, stay safe, all these shelter-in-place orders. And, you know, I was in Meyer running an errand this morning, and I'm walking through the store. And everybody's in the store, right? But according to the stay-at-home order, they can't sell furniture. You're already there, but, but they can't sell right. furniture. And all of this weirdness that goes along with it sort of highlights the tension that that we might normally try to ignore. And, and, you know, that's the beauty, whether we're talking about um, Christmas or Good Friday or Easter, or, you know, the beauty of the Advent is that Christ, God in the flesh, came into our mess. He, he walked right into this. He put on our flesh to walk through this earth that we broke so that he could rescue us. Mm-hmm. And, and when we look at Good Friday, there, there's, you know, people will often recognize the, the tension, the just, juxtaposition between the crucifixion day and the resurrection day. And so as Good Friday is inherently uncomfortable. Well, it is. And, and so <laughs> that's why when we do our, our Good Friday um, service together, 
it's not like our other services. Right. We're not trying to have an uplifting, um, you know, let's, let's have some jamming hymns. You know, we're going to play songs on, on the drums and the guitar. And, you know, right. we want it to be somber. It's not really a tenebrae service. You know, uh, folks from a high church background may recognize that as a service of darkness. It's not really that, but there's a, we, we do want it to have much more of a funeral memorial service type feel than, than what we're going to see on Sunday on Easter. And so anyway, that, that tension is there. And, you know, the, the core reality as we were looking at the resurrection on Sunday was that because Jesus Christ is risen, those who believe have life in him. And it's life in him that cannot be taken away. There's all kinds of things in this life that can be taken away. Our health, our wealth, our, our, our comfort, um, our, our temporal peace. We can be very disturbed. We can have a lot of bad things happen. Our loved ones, our family, our, no matter what William Wallace says, our freedom. Uh, you know, We can have all sorts of things taken away. But when we have trusted in Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, then no matter what happens in this body, in this life, we have life in him that cannot ever be taken away. It's life that starts now. It's not just pie in the sky, by and by kind of stuff. It's, it's a life that starts now, understanding that he is sovereign, he is ruling, and therefore we have no reason to fear. We have, we have the opportunity to embrace the peace that he gives us. But, uh, but it doesn't stop there. When, when this life ends, we have an eternal life that goes on. So while we're here in this sin-cursed world, in this fallen world, there remains this tension between knowing that Christ is king and he is risen and we celebrate and our regular daily experience in the realities of our life that are painful, that are, are a struggle, whether we're talking about COVID-19 or just the, the everyday stuff that, that we deal with. But God's not afraid of that. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't like shy away from our questions about, oh no, the, you know, how would a good God allow evil? And, you know, the problem of pain that is uh, a very real issue to wrestle with in the Christian life. If we're going to wrestle with theology at all, we have to address the problem of pain. God doesn't shy away from that, but he also doesn't leave us there. So as he's, um, as he's addressing this tension, we looked at Mark 16, and one of the things that, that strikes me as, as crucial about Mark 16 is um, it really ends at, at verse 8, and then there are uh, the verses that follow that uh, the best manuscripts would seem to indicate that those were perhaps added later, uh, maybe to smooth over the tension, maybe to make it match up a little better with the other uh, other gospel accounts, because Mark 16 at verse 8 leaves off with Christ risen. The women at the tomb told about this by the angel, but they leave bewildered and, and full of fear. And, that, and that's it. It just kind of drops there. Now, the other gospels give us the more celebratory tone to it, but they're still in this tension. They're still stuck here. And, and Mark leaves that tension hang. That's kind of important for us to recognize because we are talking about a relationship with Christ and relationships are messy. And Jesus entered into our death to overcome death for all who will choose life in him. So the, the reality that, that there is death, that there is misery, that there is brokenness and pain 
that's not something that that stands apart from our Christian experience. It's part and parcel of our Christian experience. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of life in this sinful, broken, fallen world under the curse. But Christ walks into that. He, co- he comes to our death to take on our death, to, to essentially wear our death so that on our behalf, he can overcome it and we can choose life in him because he is the resurrection and the life. So that, that resurrection that uh, we celebrate on Easter, his true, real bodily resurrection gives us hope for life both now and forever. So in the temporal realm, we see that Jesus here in this world, in the flesh, conquered death. He overcame uh, the grave here in the physical realm. But he has also conquered beyond because he has conquered death we can see his sovereignty and authority and as he said in in matthew 28 all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me that's the reason for the great commission because all authority on in heaven on earth has been given to me now go and make disciples and as you go you can go into all the world knowing that you serve a risen savior he's in the world today and as we work through this in our lives, there is a reason for our hope. God never calls us to blind faith. There's a reason for our hope, both now in the temporal and in the eternal. And so that, that reality, and this is what really changed things uh, for, for the early disciples in the book of Acts, and we'll be coming back to our Impact World series uh, this next week. What we see starting to, you know, I, I can't get away from the term gospel explosion. We see this this explosion of the gospel, uh, this evangelism that, that takes place because they've been changed by a reality, not by a religion. It's not like they have a, a set of beliefs that they choose to adhere to. They saw Jesus. They saw him die. Right. They saw him risen. They experienced this new life. And that's bigger than anything else in the entire universe. I mean, right. You're talking about all of the laws of nature that we know completely undone. Everything changed. So once you've seen that, when when you when you've actually experienced that, what can shake you? I mean, what what can take that away from you when you know that Jesus is alive? So that knowledge, that reality, not not a religious, you know some kind of an aspiration to a higher life, uh, not, not some kind of an idea of, uh, you know, let's, let's try to think the right thoughts and, and good things will happen, and, or let's try to bind back our uh, behaviors so we'll be better people, uh, or we'll reach God somehow, we'll reach this nirvana as we climb this spiritual ladder. None of that. Just simply, and this is, I think, why it's so important that he called them to be witnesses, they saw it, they experienced it, they lived it. And that reality, the reality of Christ's resurrection and the resurrection that he puts in us, the, the Holy Spirit effects in our lives, is bigger than anything else, period. And so we see that change in Acts chapter 2, where, where Peter lays out uh, the, the gospel uh, for the folks in this uh, brilliantly concise but powerful sermon that cuts them to the heart and they are like 
what shall we do to be saved? And he calls them to repent and be identified with Christ in his church. And, and so when that happens, 3,000 people are saved. The, the change in their life that causes them to not care anymore about their own agenda, their own possessions, that it's all about Christ in his church, that only happens when we encounter a big reality. In fact, that's one of the things apologists will, will often say that that's one of the primary arguments uh, for the veracity of the resurrection is so many of these people end up consciously walking into martyrdom for it. Well, right. people might do that for a delusion, but they will never do that for a lie. They were there. They saw him. If they are, if they're making this up, if this is a lie, nobody's gonna. You're not gonna see people suffer and die for it. Maybe you would suffer for a short time to gain something, but if you believe, <laughs> if you don't believe that this actually happened in reality, then your your hope for resurrection, and this is what Paul says in in First Corinthians 15, then then your hope for a better life eternally is absolutely futile it, it makes no sense if there is no resurrection if this is a lie you've got nothing but they were willing to put everything on the line they risked their entire lives their fortunes their families they gave up everything to be not just killed but tortured and killed for for a lie no because they saw this reality and so they lived as witnesses of it i think you know uh by today's standards, one, I mean, without getting too far off topic, but you, you look at uh, other religions uh, are still, they have people who are willing to do things like that for their own uh, beliefs. I think, uh, especially, yeah. uh, I think of when you, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but you, <laughs> you think of the, uh, like, like radical Islam. As soon as we mentioned Jesus, we've already offended people. So. Right. You think of, like, radical Islam or, or people sure. willing to die in the name of, of Allah or, or whatever. And uh, it's because they believe that, they believe. I mean, with every fiber of their being, that that is yeah, what they they're supposed do that to do. If, it were, if they believed it to be a lie. It right. may be a false belief. But it's a sincerely held belief. Right. That. So these folks who were here, who were eyewitnesses, there, there's no real option for them to right. say, oh, you know, I really believe this, even though I, I know it didn't happen. I, I actually, we saw Jesus die and the tomb wasn't empty, uh, you know, and all these things. They're not dying for that. The, you know, the, all of the suffering that comes along with the Christian life comes because we believe. Right. The persecution that comes comes because we believe. So if you're talking about um, Hindus who will do all sorts of things because of karma, it's because they believe this is how it operates, how mm -hmm. reality operates. So when, when you talk about uh, radical Islam and the willingness to, to die as a suicide bomber, it happens because you have taken hold of a set of beliefs that tells you this actually will gain you something in reality. But if you're, if you're the one that's made that up, if this is a belief you just made up, why would you do that? That, that right. doesn't make any sense. Right. So that's the reality of the resurrection. It, this is where everything hinges. It either, it either is real or it isn't real. It either has happened, actually happened at a point in history of the bodily resurrection of Christ or everything about Christianity 
is a lie and our preaching is pointless. Our salvation is, is a deception and we are still in our sins. And it's why in between. And why uh, one thing I've always wondered is, you know, people who, who argue against such things, why just that part then? I, I, because, I mean, people who even uh, don't believe in the resurrection believe that Jesus was a real person. He existed. He historians believe that Jesus existed, walked the earth. So everybody believes certain things, certain factual right. things about Jesus Christ. Uh, so why then make up that one little thing, that one thing? You yeah, know, you're we... gonna have to take out a lot of other things, and that's where a right. lot of folks that are doing that really they would do that. They uh, would discount all miracles and and so on and so forth. But those that uh, perspective um, to see this as maybe somewhat made up and somewhat not made up, it doesn't really fit the historical, right. the the archaeological or historical standards that we have for any other ancient manuscripts, and so we have. Uh, not to get off on a different topic, but uh, we have so much more and more recent, uh, and not more recent, more contemporary to the original uh, documentation, evidence, manuscripts of the New Testament of the of the Scriptures than for any other. Not it's not even close with any other ancient document. Not even remotely close. And yet we will take those things at face value and and not the Scriptures. So that's that's part of our our natural bent to rebel against God. Well, I think, you know, I, we're running out of time here, but going back to what you were talking about a minute ago, uh, these disciples who were actually there at the resurrection and witnessed it. And even today, uh, we are doing these things and they were tortured and killed and, and, and sacrificing to gain something, gain eternal life. Absolutely. That's so it, it, just yeah. like just like we were talking about radical Islam or whoever are, are doing that so convicted in their beliefs because they're trying to gain they're going to they believe they're going to gain something as well. Yeah. Something. Um, so it is still our, our I don't know if it's uh, human nature is the right word, but it, we are when we believe something, then we believe that we're going to gain the ultimate something or other that makes it easier to go through with even even things that would otherwise seem horrible well and, and the key to what you just said is actually believing it i mean right you right you can't just kind of go through the motions and have it change your life if sure it, sure sure if you're going to be changed by a thing you have to actually believe that it's true and if you don't believe that it's true you're just hoping you know not not biblical hope or the confident expectation of something that is a sure thing but just hoping against hope that, man, if I if I pray this prayer, you know, maybe this will work. You know, I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going I'm to try and see if God actually cares. If I don't and I'm, I'm going to give it two weeks life, and if nothing's changed, then I'm done. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I want this. Yeah, it didn't really work for me. Right. If that's where we are, then we're never going to experience the reality that that we're talking about here. This is something that we have to take into ourselves. We have to own it and make it ours. And it's, it's completely hanging your hat on it. That's what they were doing is they lived it. And we are trusting in, in the scriptures to be God's word. Uh, that's where faith comes in. And if we don't trust the scriptures, then we're not going to be able to find 
the revelation of who God is. We'll be making things up as we go and, and creating God in our own image. And that and does go well. Right. And I think what we were, we were touching on, it's, it's very easy to uh, do those things today to, to kind of fall into this. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to try this or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sing the songs in church. I'm going to say a prayer about this. And if it yes. doesn't work, it's, I think it's easier today than ever to fall into to that kind of mindset. Um, it, it is hard when you were not there and you didn't see it for yourself. Uh, I think it's, it's a human nature to be a little <laughs> suspicious about things like that, but, right. but. Uh, Which but, is what yeah. makes the faith. That's when, right. when Jesus told Thomas, you know, you believe because you've seen, but how much more blessed are those who haven't seen and yet have trusted this? Right. And that's why I, as you just said, staying in the scripture and, and, and recognizing exactly what they say and, and getting that into your heart is something that we have to stick to. And again, that's easy to get away from too, especially with a, technology and people saying their own things and, and twisting things the wrong way. And so I think at the heart of everything, just staying in the scriptures is the best thing that we can do to Absolutely. have that, have that conviction. Yeah. That's how we lay a foundation. That's, that's more than emotion, more than how we feel in the moment. It, it, it has to be something deeper. And, and again, back to the point you made at the beginning of, of the podcast, there's, there's something awkward and weird about the, all of this everything right now but mm -hmm. that kind of forces us then to go beyond the the feelings in the moment to to lay a stronger deeper foundation of knowledge and understanding of the scriptures agreed and uh, we've gone over so we will stop there for today uh thank you guys for putting up with our technical issues <laughs> as always well we got uh, off to a rough start so i'm glad we got somewhere good eventually yeah, we did. So uh, we will. Uh, I'm not there for the live streams. So thank you, everybody, for watching on the live streams. I just waved and nobody can see me, I realized. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back later in the week. Uh, and we are getting back. I think you said earlier we're getting back into our Impact World Series this week. So we'll be touching on that. Yes, ma'am. All righty. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, Rich. <laughs>